This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Good evening, you're listening to Femme Fatale on Joy 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. Femme Fatale is a discussion and dissection of the issues facing women in life, health, relationships and the arts. We were just listening to Leave Me Alone by Pink. Now, on tonight's show, we are talking about PMS. The big one. Which I always thought stood for premenstrual stress, but it doesn't actually. It stands for premenstrual syndrome. Premenstrual syndrome. And um, a syndrome is a collection of symptoms that aren't proven to be related to one particular thing. So um, we're going to talk about all the symptoms in more detail. Well, maybe not all of them because there's over 150 symptoms of PMS. Yes. But mostly they turn like up in good, clusters. Like all good syndromes. they have, Yeah, um, there's lots of them. <laughs> lots of them. Um, we're going to talk about the myths and realities, so what's real and what's not when it comes to your PMS and the changes that occur within your body, how we are affected emotionally, and, well, what we can do to manage our emotions and um, our PMS symptoms um, to survive it yeah. and maintain our relationships, which can be really hard. Some women will be affected more than others, but um, most women will be affected at some point in their life by yeah, PMS. So. absolutely. So um, we would love to know what you think and your experiences and what your coping strategies are, um, whether it's dealing with your own PMS or someone else's. Um, so during the show, you can text us at 0427-JOY949. You can Facebook us at Femme Fatale. You can use the smartphone app and send us a message straight from that, as well as listen to the show from that app um, or you can email us at femfatale at joy.org.au Good evening, you're listening to Femme Fatale on Joy 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. We were just listening to Walk My Way by Stonefield, a really awesome track by an awesome band. On tonight's show we are talking about PMS. What is it? How does it affect us? How do we survive it? Um... And like, what does the research say? Is it a real thing or is it all in our heads? Well, I mean, there has, has been a, a lot of lampooning and joking about it uh, over the decades. Um, you know, that whole how do men survive PMS thing. Um, but actually research shows that it, it is a very real um, issue, a really real medical issue that affects something like 85% of women during their childbearing years. Even more relevant to women who date women. Um, survival guides are more important to, to us than it is to anyone else. <laughs> So, what is it? Well, um, PMS is premenstrual syndrome, describes a group of symptoms that occur four to ten days before you get your period. Basically, as soon as you ovulate, um, the body releases um, increase in hormones, estrogen and progesterone, and there's a whole bunch of up to 150 different symptoms which come along with that um, and which different women experience in different ways. Um, some of them are physical symptoms and some of them are behavioural um, and affect our emotions. And psychological Psychological, well. the yeah. way we respond to things. Um, it's a really, really, really interesting topic. Um, some of the symptoms that, I mean, look, I'm just going to put it out there on the table. I am PMSing like crazy. <laughs> Me too. At the same time, um, we kind of sync, Kat and I, 
occasionally. And uh, we are messing off the chart, which is why we decided to do this show. Because look, what's not more fun to talk about than <laughs> our feelings when we're PMSing? <laughs> um, some of the symptoms, Kat. What's going on with you? <sighs> well, um, extreme irritability, I guess, is the big one for me. Um, um, I was actually, I was talking to someone about it today. I was telling her that um, we were doing the show and um, she said that for her, PMS represents the time when all she wants to do is curl up in bed, cry her eyes out while eating chocolate and fantasizing about getting liposuction. <laughs> and I thought that <laughs> that captured it pretty well. I mean, Absolutely. I don't particularly have liposuction fantasies at this time of the month, um, but everything feels really overwhelming. Yeah, everything's really hard. Um, some of the key symptoms that are recognized in research are the inability to cope, insomnia, fatigue, lack of concentration, poor memory retention, reduced threshold for pain, increased hunger, cravings for sweets and carbs, decreased appetite, altered libido, alcohol intolerance. Um, some of the physical include bloating, hot flushes, night sweats, water retention, weight gain, tender breasts, swollen extremities, acne, constipation, diarrhea, but basically everything. Whatever you could possibly get or feel ever, you get when you are PMSing. And certain women get certain symptoms and not others, um, which is part of why it took so long, I think, to recognise it as a genuine medical issue um, because it actually looks like a million other medical conditions. So, I mean, we'll talk a little bit later about how it can actually be diagnosed um, when it looks like so many other conditions. But, I mean, it can come out as intense anxiety, um, depression, chronic fatigue, hypothyroidism, irritable bowel syndrome. Like, there are a lot of medical and psychological illnesses out there that have similar symptoms to the ones that you get when you have PMS. Which is why it kind of makes us think it's not necessarily real because we can rationalize all the things that are going on with us in other medical ways but the truth is um, when you have a PMS premenstrual syndrome diagnosis it is a real thing and it does affect our lives and you know I think the reason we need to talk about it and that we need to put it out there for people to understand um, is because the only thing that can arm you to survive it is and knowing not be about destroyed it. by it is acknowledging it first and being able to talk about it and knowing what your body is doing and why you're having the reactions that you're having to food, to people, to emotions, um, why you're not sleeping, all of the above. I personally suffer from really chronic PMS. Um, different parts of my cycle um, it's more severe than others, but I honestly, out of all the 150 symptoms, I probably experience about 80 to 90% of the 150 in That's the course a lot. of the cycle. Yeah. The day that I ovulate, and I know when it happens, to the till I get my period, I all of these things are often going on at the same time. And the only way I've survived it and been able to survive it in my relationships and, and it, with the people close to me in my life is by knowing what was going on and going mm -hmm. this is PMS just take a breath and you know let's get through it well I think that knowing what it is goes a long way to um, minimizing the anxiety that goes along with suddenly feeling like you've lost your mind overnight and that you know everybody that you loved you suddenly can't stand to be around um, you know prolonged periods of anger for nothing out of nowhere mm. um, it does actually feel like you've suddenly become crazy and I think it's worth noting that um, the the research shows that I think it's something like 85% of women experience at least one 
symptom every time, mm. every month mm. um, of their entire childbearing lives. Yeah. Um, but there are there's also a smaller percentage, somewhere around eight percent, have a much more severe form of PMS, um, which is called um, PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, um, and that's more likely to occur in women who are in their late twenties to early forties um, have a family history of depression um, or a past hit- past history of some kind of um, mood disorder. Um, but, of course, it happens to women outside of that range as well. Um, and that's where they have similar symptoms, but they're really, really extreme. So it can be as much as, you know, suicidal thoughts or prolonged anger um, and violence and wanting to self-harm. And and that just occurs in that, what is it, four to ten days mm. before their period and then goes away every month. Magically, like magic. Um I'll have you know that as you get older, later in your life, it can get worse. It one certainly of, has for me. One of the one of the cu- cures um, talked about in the medical profession is having a baby. So we often joke about this is our punishment for not being childbearing is having really bad PMS. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. That said, um, it may it it has been shown like there's a link of it decreasing PMS, but women who have PMDD are like the risk category is women that have had, had babies. babies. So, so it could possibly get worse. So it could make it cure. could make it better. It could make it much, much worse. Um, so let's talk about how you actually know something is PMS as opposed to some other kind of, you know, psychological or physical disorder. Because I think that's really important. Because for someone who suffers it, and I think suffer is the right word for both the person who's experiencing it and, and the, the people, people around, around them. <laughs> um, it feels, it like... I remember when I first started to get it, it actually, it felt like I was crazy and that actually I did want to end all my relationships and hide in my room and felt angry at the world. And yeah, being alone is a, is a, and a just get symptom. fat and eat all the food that you see and then feel really sick and not want to eat for two and days. hate yourself and yeah. then only feel hungry for cake. Yeah. So the hallmark of the diagnosis of PMS, it seems um, like a no brainer. Once you say what it is, it's that you have a symptom free interval after you actually menstruate Mm. and before you ovulate Ovulate. again. So if there isn't that kind of interval, so the the symptoms keep going um, and they persist throughout your cycle, then PMS probably isn't the right diagnosis. So, I mean, it can still be present and it can aggravate other symptoms. And if you already have depression, um, that can aggravate your PMS. It works both ways, of course. Um, But generally speaking... If it goes away in that period between when you menstruate and when you ovulate again, then it's probably PMS. Most likely. The best way to know that is to keep a diary because sometimes when we think we've been feeling like this for weeks, so that's the other thing, you know, the dysmorphia, when we feel like we've been feeling like this forever and we've just been in denial, yep. the brain tells you it's the survival technique of the irrational thoughts that it, you've always felt like this suddenly. Um, but the reality yeah, is probably so three true. days ago you didn't feel like that at all. So the best way to, to self-diagnose, and look, you should always say the GP, but is to keep a diary. And if distinctly you are only having it with straight after you ovulate until you get your period, then it's most certainly PMS. Get a period tracker. You can download them on a smartphone or um 
like, and you can just literally takes five seconds. It's one of your apps. You can have it locked so no one can see it. Um, this is not just for people who want to get pregnant. This is for everyone. It's just arm yourself with the knowledge. That's really made a huge difference for me because I I know when I'm ovulating because I've got this app on my phone. I know when I'm going to get my period. So therefore, when all those irrational, awful feelings hit, and I mean, they still feel as bad. Like it doesn't detract at all from the horrible suffering of but me and everyone around me. What we do, is But at we, least I know what it is. We write it out with perspective of in a few days this is going to be gone. Yeah. When we don't know that it's PMS, we think that it's just us, we don't write it out, we self-judge and make it way worse. And take it out on other people. And take it out on other people and pick fights and we don't realise what we're doing. So look, we're going to talk a lot more about that, how it affects us um, after this track. And you are listening to Femme Fatale on Joy 94.9. Welcome back. Uh, what were we just listening to, Gem? Chase the Sun by Planet Funk. Yeah, I really liked that. So uh, tonight we're talking about PMS, uh, how it affects us and the people around us, uh, what we can do about it and how we even know we've got it. Um, if you've got something you would like to share with us, please text us during the show at 0427-JOY949. You can Facebook us at Femme Fatale. You can use the Joy app um, or you can email us at femfatale at joy.org.au. So PMS, we talked about um, before the song, what is it? Basically a surge in your hormones. Hormones, um, which isn't proved empirically in any research. Um, yeah, cause, they believe that hormones have something to do with it, but that they aren't the whole cause. And it can be exacerbated by um, being overweight, um, excessive smoking, your age, all of these things. But basically, um, around women experience eighty-five percent of women experience around one hundred and fifty different symptoms between the time that they menstruate and their ovulation other way around between the ovulation and the menstruation so we're talking about it because we think that the best way to survive it um and help the people around you survive it is to know about it we're talking about how it affects us um basically all the symptoms which affect me are all of them (laughs) (laughs) um some of the things that i want to talk about uh is the body dysmorphia yeah, I get that too. And um, really until important. I actually I met you, I thought I was the only person that got <laughs> it. Um, and until I started tracking my period with one of those handy app things, um, I actually believed it. So one of the things that's happened since I started keeping a calendar of my menstrual cycle is that <clears throat> because I know that I'm in that period where I am probably going to experience many different symptoms that I get, um, then I'm not as... I mean, I'm still affected by it. It still actually feels really real. Um, But I have that extra perspective where I can say, well, hang on a second. Remember how a week ago you didn't feel that way and probably in a week you won't. But every time during this particular time of your menstrual cycle, this is exactly how you feel. Basically, what body dysmorphia is and what Kat's talking about is where you wake up one day and you look in the mirror and you are disgusted by what you see yeah. and you think that you are fat, ugly, how could anyone love you, you are, you don't want to leave the house, all your clothes look crap. And the the way that you know that this is body dysmorphia is because the day before you when you woke up that. in the mirror and you looked at yourself, you thought that you looked fine. Basically, um, what happens is we see ourselves really differently because of, well, possibly because of the hormones, but... 
we think that our mind tells us, rationalizes and tells us we probably look like this all the time. We've just been deluding ourselves. That's right. That's exactly what happens. But if it happens at the same time in your cycle every time, then you know that this is body dysmorphia. Well, because I remember in the past before I was tracking my menstrual cycle, that that feeling when it would happen on the day that it would happen, I would be in the bathroom and I would get out of the shower and I would see myself in the mirror and I would think... How did I get so ugly since yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> like, surely it takes longer to become revolting and obese and hideous to look at. But because that's what I actually saw. So at first I, I picked up on the fact that it was kind of strange that in a 24-hour period I could change my opinion about how I looked so much. But then I would be looking in the mirror and that is exactly what was reflected back at me. So I was like... Well, maybe I wasn't paying attention properly yesterday and every other day before that. And this is actually what I look like. Oh, my God, I'm hideous. And, yeah, no one must love me and ever will. And I should hide in my okay, room forever. We yeah. want to talk about, I think it's really important to talk about the psychological um, and behavioural things that come up with PMS. Um, Kat describes it as general monstrousness or being a monster. Um, some of us turn into total monsters and we don't know why we're usually really awesome, amazing, tolerant people. And suddenly when ovulation hits two or three days after, we turn into completely irritable, angry, over-emotional, oversensitive, miserable um, aliens who like to sabotage their life, pick fights, um, you know, everything that ever annoyed us about a relationship that, we really didn't care that much about suddenly matters in an infinite way. Um, mm. Things like projection, things that we really feel about ourselves, we start projecting on our partners and the but people the pro- around us. The projection thing's really insidious because, again, it feels really real. It feels real at the time, but it's created by this collection of symptoms. And look, the question out there and the one we're trying to answer for you is, is this all real? If it's happening at the same time in your cycle every time and there are no other symptoms the same as it, you're, you have to rationalise that this is your PMS. So... Self-sabotage is one of the things that we do best when we're PMSing yeah. and that's to pick fights and that kind of thing. And we're going to talk about a little bit later on how to deal with that, how to um, minimalise the damage. Um, other things that happen with us, are, we've talked about the sugar cravings. Um, vagueness. Vagueness is a big really one. really vague. I mean, it's really hard doing a radio show <laughs> when I'm PMSing because I'm feeling a little vague. Especially when we're both PMSing together. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Makes conversation awesome. But basically is not having any appetite and then suddenly... And then being starving. Starving only for cake, not for anything healthy. Um, look, some of the things that can help with these um, sim- collection of symptoms, um, they've shown that in exercising three times a week, even though it's the last thing you feel like doing, mm. can really reduce the symptoms. Um, making sure you watch what you eat. Um, people who are within a healthy BM- weight BMI tend to have tend to have less BMI um, less PMS symptoms mm. on the chart of it also seems that anything that kind of makes you um, peak mood wise um, is useful to avoid I mean let's face it it's probably useful to avoid at all times but things that are going to exacerbate your mood are things like sugar um, Caffeine, of course, and alcohol. So these are things that we keep being told to avoid, and then uh, especially we at that crave time of the month. The most when we're PMSing, um, there are ways. There's medica- medication and hormone treatments for people with PMS. Um, 
if you think that this is something that's affecting your life in a really destructive way regularly, like you have to take time off work for pain and that kind of thing, go and see your GP, get a diagnosis and and get something to help you out. Mm. And at um, the very least, start keeping a journal. Start keeping a journal cycle. so that you can find out what's going on. But there are natural therapies as well. There's no empirical evidence again, but a lot of women have described things that help them. Um, and that seems to be particular to certain women yeah. as well. So, I mean, I'm not saying that natural therapies or vitamin supplements or anything like that doesn't work, but it works for some women and it doesn't work for other women. Exactly. And it's based on just trial and error. Um, things like evening primrose oil, flaxseed oil. Um, there's lots of things. Jump on the net, have a look around, try things that work for you. See your doctor if you're on any other medications, that kind of thing. But look, it's not something that we should have to just live with and deal with. Um, if it's really affecting your life, the message from us is to to get some help, doctors, women's clinic, um, naturopath, Chinese herbalist. Start, yeah, start <laughs> acupuncture. somewhere. I've heard acupuncture can help a lot. Mm, I've heard that too. Definitely. Kat? Um, one thing that I wanted to touch on um, was, and it's not specific to PMS, but we were talking before about um, the the concept of women's cycles sinking and whether or not that was a fact or This is myth. my favourite topic ever. Because um, I'm inclined to go with fact because, you know, anecdotal evidence of my own is that that is something that actually really does happen. And, of course, I mean, we were talking about it in terms of it being really inconvenient uh, because it means you're all PMSing at the same time. So there isn't a voice of reason out there in the wilderness of emotion. Um but I suppose the good thing being that you will get it over with at the same time. So the the menstrual sinking is a pretty funny topic. Um, I did some research. There's not a lot out there to support it um, being a really real thing. But most women out there will know or have experienced how being around other women means that at some point you will all sink up. Um, it's called the McClintock effect. Oh, it's got a name. Some guy noticed the pattern in 1971 and made it named after him, which is pretty normal. <laughs> after a man, awesome. Um, they believe it's caused by pheromones, um, by the pheromones that we omit while we're ov ovulating, which triggers other women to be ovulate to ovulate at the same time. Um, the Californian Sonoma State Hospital Brain Behaviour Research Centre... That was a mouthful, well done. Yes, um, did a little trial. Um, so we've, we've got in syncing what you call the pace setters or the alpha female, um, which is pretty fun. We always fight about that we in We always my fight household. about who's the alpha. We're all the alpha. Um, they made... Um, they took five pace setters or alpha females and they... The scientists placed cotton pads under the dominant women's arms for a day. This is going to gross you out, but it's really interesting. So, and then wiped the pads on the upper lips of five female subjects, other subjects, three times a week. Right? The pheromones right. we emit from right, that right. armpit. So they put cotton pads under there. And then, and then three they wipe that on someone's top lip. Five subject females. Okay. With what had been pattern, in a pattern way decided that these women were alpha females. Okay. Within five months, four out of five of them had synced with their alpha. Really? With no physical contact, just through pheromone emission. Wow. Isn't that bizarre? Well, the thing is, I don't think that's bizarre because, as I said, anecdotal evidence seems to bear that out. I've never lived in a household where women didn't, didn't sink. all sink up. Yeah. 
Um, and argue about who was the alpha. I'm, hold, I'm holding pa- – well, we've got all these funny terms for it in our house, and I'm sure you guys do too. Let us know what they are. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I'm holding pattern at the moment for cats. So mine is 12 days late because cats due in three days and we're going to get it at the same time. Um, so right now she's the alpha male. But before cat got into her relationship, I was the alpha and cat – cycle extended to five weeks which is what mine is instead of four which hers usually was which is pretty interesting some of the things that might be able to help you <laughs> so th- does this make my girlfriend the alpha because i yeah, think probably. i synced with her and then you but I'm, with not, me. I'm not synced with her so she's not my alpha <laughs> you're still my alpha cat. oh thanks honey <laughs> um something that can help you is um a little bit of a joke is that if you want to sync with someone or if you're having trouble getting a period or it's late, rub tummies with um, your alpha female. Make sure you make physical contact or smell their armpits. That's our Well, this is what we do day. and it, it actually does seem to work. It does work. Anecdotally, again. Occasionally, people will come by seeing our tummies being rubbed. Embarrassing, but true. You're listening to Joy 94.9. Good evening. You're listening to Femme Fatale on Joy 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. We heard Gonna Take It by the John Butler Trio and to follow up with the Aussie goodness, um, Something Good, a cinematic cover by Sarah Blasco, which was a bonus track on one of her amazing That was beautiful. It's a really nice, gentle song, which makes me feel a little bit sorry for myself. (laughs) I nearly cried during that one, I have to say. Which I am feeling a little sorry for myself. Kat and I are PMSing and like good lesbians, we wanted to talk about it. So we wanted to talk about it with you. We've talked about what it is, what causes it, well, what they think causes it, what the symptoms are like, um, how it affects us. And now we want to talk about how you survive it. So this is, tune in for Kat and Gemma's survival kit to PMS. Okay, step one. Track it. Yeah. <laughs> Track your period. Get a calendar. Write it down. Put it in your diary. Download one of the funky app things because they're really awesome. It changed my whole life because I have suffer from polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, which may, which exacerbates my PMS. Um, and I've never had a regular period from the time I first got my first one. So. Oh, that must make it a lot harder because you don't actually know when you're going to get it. never know. So I thought I was crazy all of my early 20s until I started tracking it and realized it's not a regular pattern as per the medical profession says, but there is a pattern. And once I knew what that was, it made surviving it a lot easier. Right. See, I because my cycle is really regular, which I didn't actually know until I started tracking Tracking it, it. um, I can predict when I'm going to get PMSE. Um, though I have to say that every month it's still a shock. and um, We forget how bad it is. And the thing that I guess I find most frustrating, and I'm pretty sure people around me find really frustrating, is um, that even though I know what it is, it doesn't mean that I can control it. Yes. Like I still very much feel like it's. it feels so real, all yeah. the things that I'm feeling. Um, but that said... It's less bad in the one aspect that at least I know what it is. Yes. So on top of all that, I don't think, like I'm having all these feelings, but at least I know what it is and I, I haven't just suddenly become crazy overnight. Um, so that's, that's good. Step two, talk about it, acknowledge it, tell your partner and the people that you live with because your attitude 
towards it will predict your reactions to it. If you don't know about it and you don't talk about it and you don't tell everyone around you what's going on and acknowledge that that's what's going on with you, you're going to think that that's just how you are. It's going to start a cycle of self-judgment where you just think that suddenly that you're a horrible, unworthy person and that you're too awful to be around other humans and you're going to lock yourself away. But if you talk about it, make a joke about it, let everyone know that's what's going on. Even you, that, that, um, One of the things we constantly do is say stupid things. Yeah. So my favourite thing to do when I'm PMSing is once I've said something stupid, go, that was really stupid, I'm PMSing, and negate it instantly. I feel better. I haven't put it off on the people around me, and it just makes the whole situation more manageable. Yeah, look, from an other perspective, I think it's a lot easier to deal with someone being irritable and stuff around you if you know what it is. So if someone says to me, Oh look, I just need to tell you I'm really PMSing. I know in that moment, right? I'm not. I don't need to take it seriously. Maybe it doesn't mean it's pleasant to be around. So I might, you know, take some space or whatever. But I'm, I'm not going to think, well, that person actually just suddenly hates me, or what an awful person. I can recognise it as something familiar to me. That, you know, to to, to a certain extent, emotionally, it's very hard to to step outside it when you're in the middle of it. One of Kat's signature moves in PMS, which she may not even realise, is she loses the ability to speak with the right tone for what she's saying. I've had that said to me many times. So she does this thing where she'll say something which is supposed to be positive or just like a normal comment, which sounds like dry or that she's having a go at me because she can't inflect the right tone. She doesn't have that connection firing in the brain and she doesn't even know that she's doing because what she's thinking and what she's saying come across in two different ways and yeah. the wires across because of the hormones and I have to say that I have to go PMSing if I know she's PMSing go oh PMSing okay that's a tone issue but I know what she's trying to say yeah. and I can see through it and therefore I don't react because I know that you don't mean it because in the past someone would say to me why are you being so sarcastic and I was like I'm not. I'm not, which sounds sarcastic because yeah. I've still got no tone. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't understand why suddenly they couldn't read my mood. Um, yeah, which was quite interesting. So it's good to know when that's going on. Step three. She said flatly. <laughs> We're PMSing. Step three is monitor your thoughts. Um, for- I always forget to do that and then I get caught in the grip of being a monster. If you have to write it down. Right. If you have to journal when you're PMSing, journal. But if you know that you're someone who flies off the handle easily or picks fights or that kind of thing, monitor your thoughts because if you watch what you're thinking, you can catch the overreaction before you act on it, which is Mm. really important. Mm. Step four? Keep a journal. Did you say that already? Yeah, that was the monitor your thoughts. Is that feeling a little appropriate, Kat? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was sitting, sitting here feeling sorry for myself, actually. Step four, and this works for people who are PMSing and for people around people who are PMSing. It's not personal. It's not about you. It's not about anyone else. It just is what's going on. It's not personal. If you remember that, everyone, it's <laughs> going to be okay. Um, Kat? Step five? Uh, wait till it's over. <laughs> Hide okay. in your bed. Yay. <laughs> Hide in your bed. Um, step five is probably the most important one. Don't judge yourself for what's going on. Let it be whatever it is and just be whatever it is that you need to be. If that means lying in bed, if that means eating cake, if that means just being a monster, try and minimize the damage, but just ride it out because within a few days it'll be gone and it'll feel, you know, you can feel guilty about eating cake or you could just not and just go, well, I'm PMSing, I'm going to eat This cake. is something that I do once, you know, it's the once, for a week a month. Once a cycle is the 
is the excuse to self-indulge. Just self-indulge because ultimately you'll feel better and everyone else around you will we'll appreciate it. Um, and the golden, golden, golden rule, especially in lesbian relationships when it comes to PMS, is do not act on your reactions or thoughts while you are in the throes of PMS. If you decide <laughs> grand, you know, flagrant statements about your relationship or make up your mind about something that's upsetting you, do not act on it till you get your period and the PMS has subsided because chances are... It's not real. It's an overreaction yeah. of something that was yeah. small four days ago, which suddenly feels massive, but doesn't have to be. So do not act on your feelings until your period has come. Sit on them. Let them sink in. If it's something you actually really want to talk about, take the time out, sit down after your period has come and talk about it in a really rational <laughs> face-to-face way rule number one like golden rule is yeah don't overreact or react instantaneously to something that you're thinking i feel like i should take this opportunity to apologize to my girlfriend for me being a complete monster for the last 24 hours Cat. for no particular oh, I'm reason so i'm tearing up <laughs> well just you brought that up and it made me realize that um have you been a monster cat? Uh, yeah, actually, I have been really, really horrible for no reason that I can think of, except the fact that I'm really emotional. And PMSing. And did you forget that you were PMSing? Yes. And it just took, t- t- overtook you? Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's like the emotions are quite overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and well, everything feels really hard. Like I think doing that's anything really big of you really to apologise to your girlfriend on air. I think that's beautiful. I'm cheering up. I have to say, I was sitting in a cafe today, no word of a lie, and for no reason, I burst into tears. And the the girl that works in the cafe is actually a good friend of mine. And she just started crying too. She's like, why are you crying? I'm crying. What's wrong? And I was like, I thought about a puppy. And <laughs> I cried. It's ridiculous. I can't explain it. They were real tears. I wasn't actually sad about anything. Um, that's just the way... PMS rolls. Look, guys, that's actually all we've got time for. We could talk about PMS until the cows come home. Thanks to all the people who wrote in. We haven't had a chance to talk about all of the feedback, um, but maybe we can have a little touch back on it briefly next week. Coming up next is the Spirit Lounge with Birdie, Joy and Andrew. You're listening to Femme Fatale on Joy 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. And good night. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.